it was David Merritt, who is a local poet and bloody nice guy, and in me with me in the studio, and also Justine, to talk about their forthcoming French festival show. Mm. Good morning. How are you both? Very good. Thank you, Chris. Goodbye. Thank you very much uh, for your time. David Merritt, that track, Machine Shop, uh, that is just one of your... How, I don't even know when how I to sit, begin well, to describe... Here we go. When I sit on a bench and I say to people, say, oh, what are these things? And they look at the little books that I make and say, what are these things? And I say, oh, they're poems. And they go, I hear it, a little tone of disappointment. They go, oh, and they walk off. But if I say, oh, these are lyrics from my forthcoming album, right. they say, oh, that's cool, and they start to read them. <laughs> so it's about re, 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 rebranding in some way. Right, that's quite interesting. Poetry uh, has a bad rap. It has a bad PR, yeah. it has an enormously bad PR problem at times with how the public will perceive poets or how they think poetry is. Well, it's strange because I uh, write creatively when I'm not writing creatively for money. Yep. Um, and I find that I am quite easily able to write like short stories or like setups for scenes and things like that. But when I think of poetry, I think, oh, I'm not smart enough to do that. Yeah, that's a sad. Um, it's, mm. I mean, poetry. Part of the part of the rep of poetry is that it's increasingly in the neoliberal economic framework of the creative writing schools and how they're driven by a profit motive is that we have intellectualized poetry to the point where it's become quite highfalutin mm. and it, it, I, I, I rejected that a long time ago I didn't yeah. want to be one of those academic poets I, I'd rather write poetry that I thought was appealing to everyday common people and that's you know well I, I do have to say that it's really nice uh, to put a face uh, to the poems that I've found mm. uh, not only in Dunedin but around the country yeah. uh, so thank you thank you um, and is it all simile and metaphor and the wrangling in between or do you just put words on a on a page is it how you feel in the moment what it's a, a bit of all of those things um i would say i was probably an observational poet and i've also over time to treat emotions equally so i won't shy away from melancholy or sadness or despair or bitterness or anger or any of those emotions yeah. because i accept that over time in the modern day, we are being robbed of these emotions. Mm. They're becoming unacceptable. Homogenized. Homogenized. Don't be angry. Go buy some shoes. Yeah. You know? Mm. That's good Whatever. advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works really well from Elder Marcos. <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a... The, I mean, the job description for poets is weird. It's it's like, you have to experience shit so other people, when they experience things similar, will make head a tale of what they're experiencing and realise that we're not alone in these experiences they're quite universal mm. sadness, melancholia, broken heartedness exaltation, happiness, joy they're everyday emotions, we shouldn't be afraid of them. Right Yeah. Uh, so you have got a show in uh, the forthcoming Fringe well, the yeah. now active, active Fringe, Fringe Festival yeah. mm-hmm. um, and Justine, how do you fit into the David Merritt poetry experience? Uh, well, I'm just um, I'm playing viola um, right. while David reads, basically, and sort of um, providing musical comment to what's going on. Viola is a swollen violin. Yes, halfway between a, a violin and a cello, right? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Bloated. No, it's, <laughs> a, <laughs> it's a bloated violin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's slightly bigger. It's a right. bit deeper. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like violins. They're too screechy. Violas, ooh, deeper tone. Nicer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the same with it. I, I really enjoy the cello. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a yeah. really nice uh, mm. tone and, mm. and depth just of sound. Put the cello in the back of the car. Yeah. Oh, they're it's pretty similar. Really difficult to move around. I yeah. know that much. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, you, uh, <laughs> you're providing uh, a musical uh, accompaniment or a comment, you yeah. said. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, the show is a combination of poets, uh, poems by you, David, yep. uh, Justine's Viola, yep. and Chris Hazelwood. Mercurial Chris Hazelwood, yes. Uh, some shredding, some surf licks in be between, think, or is I it? I think he's going to be destined to go unplugged and acoustic. Right. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah I, you know, you can't just shred the guitar all the time. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. You've got to. It, it'll be a sort of like a combination. So I'll read things by myself. I'll read. I'll read and. Justine will play the viola and Chris will play the guitar and mm. it's not like a band it's just like different musicians will come in for different bits right yeah well you call it a poetry experience I have always called it that right yeah uh, I am going to play you brought in uh, some of oh, yeah. what your you tracks I was going to play Full Stop next is um, that alright or Wage Slaves uh, you could try the minimum oh no Full uh, Full Stop Full I'm, not, I'm not sure what that is because that's not what it's called, but it's what we it was called when we were recording it. I actually don't know what poem that is because I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. It, nothing to apologise for. Yeah. This is all part of the David Merrick poetry, poetry experience. experience. Where the poet doesn't know quite exactly what's <laughs> going to happen next. Well, let's let's yeah. all find out together. All right. You're listening to Radio One Ninety One FM. This is David Merritt. Full stop. Chamonary Railway Station. I am thinking about the sliver of land that separates me from you. Where you go, keep going. Tamanui Railway Station. I'm thinking about the sliver of land that separates me from you. It's a crow flies distance, not too large and not too short, but it's raining today. And a Maori woman aged, she approaches and tells me, I have the light of God shining in my eyes. She blesses me for the new new year. It's already five days old. It's been Hard yakka so far. I repeat that. Hard yakka so far. For a moment I feel close to tears, but you know that moment, that moment will not last long. So, forlorn, with a heart full of lament. Song long unsung stirs. I feel the rhythm of grief. This is in the sadness for inexplicable reasons. It's not going to be documented here and now, but you know, carried around. Visible like a missing limb, you know. 
truncated and shortened. Anyway, I digress. When the rain stops, it's time to just say goodbye. It's heartfelt, you know. We'll never see each other again. You, nice old lady, left your children behind. Me on my way to find my own. It all comes down to the truths, universal. Small boys with their straight talk. And they're always posing. They're always posing questions. You have no answers for full stop. Well, that was a poem called Talmanuri Railway Station. Funnily enough. I really like it. That's all right. Accounts. Ah, pass. Oh. Sorry, that was my bad. Uh, so, before we go any further, yep. I want to address the poetry rack okay. uh, in the room because there is a poetry rack there is in a the room rack. that you have generously uh, you're giving it away. I am. It's a. It's a. Okay, this is no. It's, it's not magic. I didn't want anything magic um, about what I did. So, like, well, everything I do, you should be able to. You can see what I've done. It's not like I'm sending my shit off to a tiger economy in Southeast Asia and it's getting made by slave labour and coming back and being sold in a bookshop and we all just lap it up. I want people to know that, you know, everything I make is pretty much handmade and it's transparently obvious how I've made it. It's using staples and a glue stick and a rubber stamp pad set. So anyway, as I tour around the country, I was working at trying to work out a way how I would present poems or leave them in situ behind me in cafes for people to read mm. I went to an op shop, I bought a toast rack, now it's rebranded as a hashtag poetry rack very important and to some, get you know, yeah. you, they come in 4, 6, 8 and 10 poem models, yeah. depending on the racks you know that I find and they're in about 30 cafes up and down the country now, and private collectors as well. Like I say, it's uh, it's really nice to put a face to it, because I've found these wee poems... Uh, in There's about four cafes in Dunedin, for example, of them. Yeah, um, and it's really nice to know where they come from now. I Thank am you. that person, I'm sorry. Uh, nothing to apologise no, for? I do all the time. You know, Poets have to be apologising all the time. Well... Uh, what's we what's were we were discussing uh, how we were going to give it away, oh, yeah. and I'm currently on a deep in a soup bender. Mm. Um, so, if you have a favourite uh, soup recipe, um, send us a text. Uh, soup or like a stew? Does it? Mm. I mean, oh, maybe nah. we should have discussed you this. You can start with a stew and add water, and then you've got a soup. Yeah, it's true. So you, know, you could two meals for the price of one. Overboil a soup, Aye. and it becomes a paste casserole. Ah. <laughs> That's how I casserole. Pesto. <laughs> um, send us your favourite soup recipes to <laughs> to Radio One O two one two seven two three four six one. Uh, 021-272-3461 and David Merritt has a is it a 4 or a this is a 4 it's a 4 hashtag toast rack yep Uh, could be yours yep Uh, A it's a a very beautiful item for storing your poetry I was concerned because otherwise I mean poetry is marginalised it always gets produced in slim volumes and they get tucked away on bookshelves and I thought bugger that I want to be on a coffee table. I've yeah. always made 
I mean, when I was a younger poet, I'd made big outsized books, A3 sized, deliberately, because I knew they wouldn't fit in bookshelves. They, they were awkward. They had to go somewhere nice. else. Nice, yeah. And so the poetry rack is a sort of a continuation of that where you want the poems where people will see them, not hidden away. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, it's a it's an act of art. It's oh, steady, uh, steady on, <laughs> steady oh, on. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, how would you best describe? <laughs> I think it's an astute act of marketing. Right. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. And that's uh, it. Funny. It's effective. It's oh, well, you know, poets aren't supposed to market anything. Well, aren't you yeah. all meant to be uh, floating around in seas of laudanum and wispy? Yep. Yeah. Cheesecloth. Cheese yep. Dresses. Yep. And. Uh, Surrounded by sycophants, licking your toes, yep, all that stuff. Must well, I'm I'm really I'm glad waiting, that you were able to I'm take a break. I'm waiting for that, you know. So <laughs> that's not going to happen in your lifetime. Well, not with that attitude, oh, David. Well, I don't want it to happen like that, actually. But you know, yeah. So uh, the David Merritt poetry, poetry experience, experience is this Sunday. Yes, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yep. Eight eight o'clock, o'clock yep. Doors at the Emerson's Festival Club. Correct. And we're doing a Kohai entry because, you know, I'm, I'm doing a Kohai entry. So there'll be a merch table where you can buy stuff and you can chuck a few gold coins in a bucket and you're in. It's as simple uh, as that. That sounds like a really nice way to uh, have a performance. Mm. I've travelled a long way to have a, a nice performance. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't want to dissuade anybody from coming because they, oh, I'm too poor to come. It's like, no, no. If you want to come, come along. We'll squeeze you in somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I like your attitude. It's um, the only attitude I've got. <laughs> you uh, would were you going to read a, a live poem? Yep, I'll read you a live poem. Thank you. Um, this poem is called uh, "Hiatus," and really, it's about my nervous breakdown in a funny way. I mean, I've had many nervous breakdowns. I'm not afraid to admit this. And um, yeah, it's a reaction to that. And it's called "Hiatus," which is a, a flash word which means sitting around doing bugger all for a while. Once I stayed bedbound and rooted and useless for almost three months and I slept and I slept and I slept and I put on two stone and wait and I almost burnt the house down twice. I saw people as stick insects through the windows of a new market commuter bus. I conceived a child called Lola and became the second owner of a dog called Jessie, who tonight I hear breathing in the heater glow distance. Time has passed since I took to my bed with joyous exhaustion, tertiary burnout and a small prescription to antidepressants. I know the phone rang and I know I must have answered it. It was girlfriends and mates and sons and my mum and my brother and my sister and I know that I talked to them all in both my madness and my sadness. I got better by touching soil, by planting, by self-medicating and keeping way more regular hours. I found my own home, a family place by a river in a small provincial New Zealand town where I dropped out of sight, I sat tight, I worked hard, I paid my bills, and I just waited. Full stop. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, we're all laughing at this. <laughs> you got to laugh or you cry. Yeah. 
I want to I want to explain this because people are amazed at me. They go, oh look, you, what are these? They say, what are these? And in Auckland, people say, ah, oh, you should be making these things in China. You should have a sweatshop tuning these out by the zillion. And I, I, the, the most common thing sometimes in Auckland is, ah, oh, you should you, you should be milking this now. You should be milking it. And I think, am I going to be a ten thousand herd dairy cat? cow farm or are I going to be like a, a little mum and dad four dairy cow Yeah, and I think I'd rather be towards the four cow mum and pop operation than the big petrochemical agro mechanised farming operation. I mean well, it's a rare thing for a poet to milk it while yeah. they're alive. Afterwards when they're dead oh, everybody milks yeah, the fair poet. Yeah enough. They're queuing up to milk the poet after they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I wanted... I mean, the books are made out of old readers' digests. Yeah. You know, the pages are stripped out, and then I crudely cut them in half. I've got a rubber stamp pad set that does the titling on the front. I use a staple, a stapler that makes the spine, and then I glue stick in a page of poems and fold them up. They fit inside, and I sell them for five bucks. Yeah. Or I give a lot away as well. And I thought, well, this is the best measurement of how I'm doing. I wanted to... And because I've got a background in the music industry, I took some of the things that I learned from that background and just applied them to poetry and literature. Yeah. These are like a single from your forthcoming album, you know? Yeah, and one of the things I, I like about them is there is... Um, there's a very punk feel to them Yeah, without all of the safety pins and the yeah, unnecessary yeah. offensive language. I mean, it, get, uh, it, get back to that thing. Gets, it gets back to that thing. As soon as you fall into the hands of a, a publisher and you're selling your books through a, a bookshop, you're really a thin slice of lunch and sausage between mm. two big bits of white bread. Yeah. And you're earning nothing. Really, you're earning not nothing. And the only way that system will perpetuate is the grant system from Creative New Zealand, the subsidy system for the publishers, and sell your soul to work inside of an academic institution, teaching Chaucer or whatever for the mm. rest of your life. Mm. I've rejected all of that. I don't want that. Fair enough. Well, uh, I respect your rejection, and also I really appreciate your time. And, oh shit, it flies. <laughs> <laughs> um, because this neatly brings us to the end of the Haraway's <laughs> Oat Singles Breakfast Show, because uh, it is now 10 o'clock. Uh, the David Merritt Poetry Experience is on this Sunday at the Emerson's Festival Club, which is at 20 Princes Street, yeah. uh, which is otherwise, you might better know it as the Community Gallery. That's right. Uh, it is on Sunday night at 8pm. It is a kōhai entry. Uh, poets, poems, sorry, poems by David Merritt. Uh, Justine on viola and... Mercurial. Chris Hazelwood on hopefully an acoustic guitar. Sounds like a bloody great night. Uh, thank you very much thank for your you, time. Thank uh, you. Cheers. Both. I am going to play one more David Merritt uh, track. I'm going to play Currencies yep. because... Oh, you'll love this. Um, it's about digital hoo-ha. Oh, great. That works well. You're listening to Radio 1, 91 FM. Meet my burgeoning accounts. Meet my burgeoning accounts on Google hoo-ha. Gee, hoo-ha, you know. Hi, hoo-ha, you know. Face crack. Twitter, you know, Blogspot, Dropbox, SoundCloud, hoo-ha, e-hoo-ha, Bitcoin, BitTorrent, hoo-ha, PayPal, hoo-ha, even Kiwi Bank, online banking, bloody hoo-ha. I'm now a regular interweb traveller, I'm an occasional user. Thank you.
But the data that I create, oh, the data that I create and upload, it stays in situ, you know, in place, or just archived, or maybe traveling forever. My digi worlds collide. I travel there on Android and Apple App Platform and bog standard HTML. I cross post, I cross pollinate, I cross fertilize, I, I set those metadata, uh, I set that metadata, I set that metadata into motion just like those click clack click clack click clack balls. Suspended on the string above some middle management desk. Digital presence that travels in cross-cultural cont continental milliseconds as TCPIP packets. I'll repeat that. My digital presence that travels in cross-cultural intercontinental milliseconds as TCPIP packets. Encased in wrapper layers of destination addresses and some encryption. I'm spit into chunks. Spit into chunks. And then I get forwarded, often to like multiple locations. And there I will be routed and proxied and copied and cached. My analog travels. Invariably start with a pen and a paper, maybe writing in real time, my head down, often done in public places. I start my digi travels on a modern tablet or on an old G4 Mac laptop, obsolete beyond belief. Dodgy power supply, nil battery life, but a still working copy of Adobe InDesign CS2. CS2, that's retro, hoo-ha. I'm a maker of uh, digital files as well as analog handmade objects, loosely called books. I'll repeat that. I'm a maker of digital files as well as analog handmade objects, loosely called books. You know those books? Ah oh, man, they travel. They travel all over the world. That much I know. So do the files I make. MP3s, PDFs, OG, HTML, CSS, MPEG, JPEG, AIFF, and now today a WAV. Full stop.